Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing Word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. It should be our mindset that we're going to press more into God than we ever have. We're going to accomplish more in God than we ever have. And today this message is going to go right along with that. It's going to teach you how not to look at things around you, but start looking within. So I want everybody just to point at yourself real quick. See, you've got to understand that you've got the fullness of God in you. The gift of God in you. You've got every weapon that God has ever made for you to stand and to conquer and to have victory already on the inside of you. You have the great I am on the inside of you. So I want you in here this morning, maybe some of you came in here beat down. Some of you came in here discouraged. But I want to, I want to uh, raise your spirits up this morning. I want to put joy into your heart. Because I'm going to show you something in here today that's going to help you, that, that's going to allow you to start tapping in to the God that's on the inside of you instead of everything around you. Because many of you know this, I don't have to tell you, but I'm going to say it anyways. You trust in something around you, it's going to fall apart. It may work today, it may even work tomorrow, but there will be a day that comes where it, where it will be not there for you to count on. Why? Because nothing in this life is permanent except God. Nothing in this life is unchangeable except God. So if I know that God is permanent and I know He's unchangeable and I know He's living on the inside of me, then that means that I am going to tap into what God has placed on the inside. Somebody lay hands on your belly real quick. Come on. Some of you lay hands on your belly real quick and say, I have vision. Come on, say it with me. I have vision. I have purpose. There is treasure on the inside of me. Why? Paul said we have this treasure that is hid on the inside of us. That way, that while the outside may be decaying and may be doing this and that, he said that inner man, that inner treasure is getting stronger and stronger as the days that we live in Christ. Amen? Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, there's something on the inside of me. First Peter, or 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, and let's open up with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I've released the anointing in here today. I speak an anointing for the Holy Ghost to move in here like never before. I speak an anointing in here this morning for the gifts to come in operation. I'm not just talking about through me. I'm talking about through every member of this church because you, you said in your word, you gave gifts to your church. Why? To build each other up. To edify one another. So Father, I pray this morning that we will realize who we are in you. And I pray right now that signs and wonders follow everything that I say in here today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, now look this way and go like this. There you go. Amen. Let's read. Verse 18. It says, but grow. Somebody say grow. Turn to your neighbor and say grow. Don't stay a baby Christian. Don't be in church 30 years and, and somebody been in two years are, are excelling higher than you are. Don't be a baby Christian, but grow in grace 
And in what? The knowledge. Somebody say knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and what? Forever. Amen. So watch this. How many knows that in our walk with God, we go through different levels? We go through different states. Listen to me. The, the first day that you say yes unto God, I, I ask you to come in as my Lord and Savior. You are asking God to train you up. You are asking God to raise you. You say, well, I came to Christ at 30 years old. I came to Christ at 40 years old. Guess what? You went back to zero. Did y'all hear that? You went back to zero. Why? Because everything that you learned prior to that is now nothing. Paul said, I knew five languages. I knew this. I knew that. When it came to the law, I was zealous. I was perfect. He said, but when I compared it to the knowledge of Christ and who he was, I considered it dung. Somebody say hello. That's deep right there. Because today we live in a society, the more you know. Huh? But he said... When I compared it to knowing the things of God, I went back to nothing. So you got to understand in here today, you should be ever growing in God. What you know about God now should be multiplied this time next year. Is He putting pressure on me? Yes. What you know about God now should be amplified this time next year. Why? Because you are growing. Somebody say, I'm growing. You are being shaped and molded by God. As God told me one time, He said, as time goes on, you're going to be made more and more into my image. You didn't wake up in the image of God. I'm sorry. You didn't wake up being exactly Christ-like. But you're in a process. Amen. You're in a process of letting God. I say letting God. Y'all catch that? Letting God do it. Now you can be stubborn. Come on. You know what children are when you try to make them learn? Stubborn. They want to kick and scream. Amen. But you don't want to be like that. When God is trying to teach you something, when He's trying to make you learn, you want to say, yes, Lord, because I know you're benefiting me. You're helping me. You're, you're allowing me to grow more. And when I come out of this, I understand that, that I'm going to be at a better place than I was to start with. So we go through levels. We go through seasons. And sometimes, let me ask you something. Sometimes, do you ever feel like you're inadequate? Come on. There are times that God is asking you to do something and you say to yourself, God, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I'm not qualified enough. I, I'm not able enough. You see, you, if you read through Genesis and re, through Revelation, you'll find a lot of people that God used doubted their self. Mm -mm -mm. You'll find a lot of people didn't feel like they had what it took to meet the demand that God had placed on them. How many knows that when God tells you to do something, it's usually a demand? Amen? That means it's something that makes you nervous. It's something that makes you uncomfortable. Why? Because you realize that it is so far bigger than yourself that you become afraid. Amen? Anything that takes us past our carnal mind and our carnal thinking begins to make us afraid. Let's be real. It makes us afraid. Why? Because we know that we can't have a handle on this flesh-wise. 
We cannot see our carnal mind wants to understand everything that's going on. It wants to play out every detail and every uh, every pathway to take. But sometimes, how many knows God will tell you to step off into nothing? Come on, you ain't talking back to me. God will tell you to stop or in, to step off into nothing. He will call, He will tell you to jump off the edge and you don't see the bottom. Somebody give him some praise in here this morning. But he's looking for some people, and you find out that when you do it that he's always there to catch you ladies and gentlemen everything that God ever told me to do did not look certain <laughs> Ooh, it did not look certain let me let me help y'all matter of fact it didn't even look good I, that's not what I wanted to hear I wanted to hear that it looked like rainbows and unicorns and cupcake? No. Many times that God asked me to do something, it did not look certain. There are times, hey, we all do it. Lord, are you sure? You sure about this? Come on. And it's not that we're doubting God. Now, I want you to catch this. It's not that we're doubting God's capabilities. What I want to deal with today is how we doubt ourselves. See, I found out that a lot of people doesn't do what God told them. It's not because they don't want to. There's a lot of people that feels like they're not capable enough to. Why? Because situations and problems in their life, issues have come along and tell them that they're not enough. Things in your life have came along and tell you you're not worthy. They have told you that you'll never measure up. They will tell you that every time you took a leap of faith, you fell down on your face. So what's the use in taking any, uh, t- taking any chances? What's the use in leaping out when it seems like every time that you do something, it seems like it falls apart? Amen? And these are the things that the enemy wants to feed to you and I. And there are times, now watch this. How many graduated from one grade... And before you went into that other one, you were nervous. Of course you were. Now, why were you nervous? Because you were thinking to yourself, do I have what it takes? Mm. See, many of you, God is calling you higher. He's calling you to a deeper level. He's saying, come on out and launch into the deep where I am. And many of you, you are afraid because you've been where you are. You are familiar with where you were. And many of you are afraid right now and you're uneasy because you're thinking to yourself, do I have what it takes to go to that next level? There's many times in life people never take chances. It's not because that they believe that God wouldn't keep them. It's, be- it's because they fear within their self, do I have what it takes? Turn to your neighbor and say, do I have what it takes? I need, see, before, before I can go to another level in God, I have to know within myself that I am more than qualified. Why? Not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. Are you listening to me? I have to know that. I have to get that confidence on the inside of me. That greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. I may feel inadequate. There may be times where I feel like that I'm not going to make it through, that I don't have what it takes. But I, that's when I'm telling you, ladies and and gentlemen, you need to start looking on the inside of you because I'm going to tell you something in here today. Somebody say the gift meets the demand. Say that one more again. That was sounding sweet. Say the gift 
meets the demand. That's what I got to tell you in here this morning. That's the good news I've got to tell you. Those of you that God is telling you it's time to graduate. Those of you that's in here that God is telling you it's time to go higher. It's time to go deeper in me. I need you to understand. Don't be nervous. Don't be afraid. Because I know you feel like you may not have what it takes to do that. But here's something I've learned about the gift of God. That when it's played, when the demand is placed on the gift on the inside of you, it always meets that demand. Somebody to give God some praise in here this morning. He always comes through. It may look uncertain. It may look like I, I, I'm not enough. Most of the time when God has told me to do something in my life, I realize real quick that it was bigger than me, which made me nervous in the, in the flesh. I'm going to be real with you. Oh, what? What? Pastor Robbie, man of faith. You got nervous? Let me tell you something. Even now, the things that God is telling me to do, my flesh is terrified. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you for a moment. My flesh is terrified. Because you know what? My flesh says, there's no way you can do this, boy. You don't have what it takes. You're not enough. How do you possibly think that this could happen? And see, if you're not careful, if you, do, if you dwell in that right there, if, if you get placed to your flesh, then you'll start getting in your carnal mind. Then you watch, you know what that means? You'll start trying to rationalize things. You'll start trying to figure things out in your head. And you know what's going to do? Somebody's going to see smoke come out your ears. Because you can't figure it out. I praise God this morning that there are things that He's going to do in my life that I can't figure out. Look at some of you. You still didn't got it because you should have put some praise on that right there. Why? Because it lets me know that if it's bigger than what I can figure out, that means that God's got to do it. And the last time I checked, God has never failed on anything He's ever done. Somebody better holler back at me. He's never failed. He'll take a stuttering boy, go to the largest nation of the world and say, let my people go. Are y'all listening to me? He'll take a shepherd boy and make him a king and rule and subdue nations all around him. Let me tell you something. When God wants to do something, whoever's willing to be used, that's who God will use. And he will do great and mighty things in him. Not because of who they are, but because of who he is. Come on, somebody. Have you ever noticed that the obstacles always seem bigger than what God said? They always seem bigger. So what's that do? That makes you start questioning yourself. Am I enough? Am I who God said I am? Do I, am I really anointed like, like I think I am? And, and all these things begin to run in your head. But there's something you got to understand in here this morning. God has given gifts on the inside of you. That's going to meet the demands around you. Although the demands around you might seem very big. And they might seem large. I mean, knows what I'm talking about. Maybe some things in your life right now, you look around and say, man, this is demanding. 
This is the man. Everything going around me, I don't know how I'm going to meet this. I don't know how I'm going to answer this. But that gift, if you allow God to work, if you'll trust in Him, that gift is going to begin to raise up inside of you and meet the demands around you. I promise you. See, what, what David didn't learn was, or what David learned was, is that the lion and the bear that he took out in the field was training him to take out Goliath. Y'all ain't talking back to me. See, I mentioned earlier, the reason why you're nervous when you go to a new grade, when you go to a new level, is because you wonder, do I have what it takes? Am I, I going to be able to function in this level? But see, what you find out is, is, let's just say it like this, going from fifth grade to sixth grade. Watch this. What you learned in fifth grade was for the sixth grade. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. See, you came into the attitude. When you went to the sixth grade, you, could, you went with this attitude. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, it's going to be a higher math, a higher English, a higher this, a higher that. But see, what you wasn't aware of is that what God was doing in the fifth grade. Come on, bear with me now. What God was doing in the fifth grade was already preparing you for the 6th grade. That when the things that arise in the 6th grade, you've already been ready for and you've already been prepared for. That's why you graduated in the first place. So you need to know something in here this morning. That if God is taking you higher, that means you're ready. Are you listening to me? If God's taking you deeper, that means you've graduated. You've went as far as you can go. It's time to expand. It's time to go deeper. It's time to get higher in your education in God. He said, grow in grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-mm-mm. Go to Romans 12. I'll preach you in a minute. He said, having then gifts differing, uh, differing according to what? The grace. What is my gift different from? According to what? Grace. That is given to us. Whether prophecy let us prophesy according what? To the proportion of our faith. Why is it? Why is it that some people are used great for God and it seems like other people are not used great for God? Somebody say proportion of faith. Let me tell you something. God doesn't disappoint. I'm going to let y'all in on something. Are you ready? God doesn't disappoint. That means if you can believe Him for it, He can do it. Did y'all hear what I said? If you can believe him for it, he will do it. If you can believe him for small things, he's going to do small things. But if you can believe him for big things, then he'll do big things. And it's the same thing with the gift. Those of you in here that knows what you're gifted to do. I'm not talking about a talent. I'm talking about a gift. You're gifted. Some of you are gifted to preach the gospel. You are gifted to sing. You are gifted to encourage others. You are gifted to work in miracles. Other people, I mean, you're gifted to do many things. And what does it do? It's by the proportion of my faith. So watch this. The more confidence that I have in the gifts of God in me are the God of the gifts. Watch this. The more the gifts is going to meet the demand. Are y'all listening to me? See, how can I go on and believe God for what He's going to do in this ministry? How can I do that for what He's going to do in my own life? Let me tell you how. Even though I might be scared in my flesh. Let me, I'm going to help you all today. Even though I might be scared in my flesh, how am I able to do this? By the proportion of faith. 
See, I'm, I'm not believing in myself. I'm believing in the God that's working in me. Are y'all listening to me? I'm believing in the gift that He's placed on the inside of me. And I realized something long ago that if He takes me to a place, He will make sure that I'm able to stay there. Somebody better give Him some praise in here right now. He will make sure that I'm able to meet the demands all around me. Because God doesn't send babies on the battlefield. He doesn't do that. He sends people that are ready and that are prepared according to the proportion of our faith. How do these gifts come forth? Somebody say grace. Dave, if you don't care, cut that heat off, brother. Ooh, Jesus. So write this down. Everyone here is gifted. You're not gifted to be everything to everybody. I just set y'all free. You be who you are. Do you understand? You be who you are. You say, well, I can't preach like so-and-so. You preach how you can preach. Oh, I, can't, I wish I could sing like Tasha Ka. Well, if you can't sing like Tasha Ka, sing like yourself. Amen. You got to sing according to the what? Proportion of your faith. The confidence that you have in that gift. You have to do that. Why? How? By the grace of God. So you got to understand, listen, I've got a job to do, I've got a mission to do in God, and I can't be sidetracked with other things that I'm not called to do. This is wisdom seminar. See, because there's a lot of people that's doing things they're not called to do, so you know what they're doing? They're getting stressed out, they're getting wore out, they're getting frustrated, and guess what? They're getting burned out. Because God never asked you to do that. So write that down. You're only gifted to do what God's told you to do, not what everybody else wants you to do. Mm. Deal, well, listen, but to deal with gifting, we've got to deal with grace. Somebody say gift, grace. Do it one more time. Gift, grace. Life tends to take what? Our confidence. That's what it's good for. Many a time, let me tell you something. There was very few people in here, by the sound of my voice, that when God called you to do something, you went, okay. I would love to be able to say that, but I can't. It was more of something like this. God, I can't do that. That's not me. That's not who I am. And you begin to wrestle with it. Why? Because we lack confidence. I didn't say pride. I said confidence. See, we lack confidence because life has beat us down and told us that we are failures, that we don't measure up, that we are inadequate, that if we did have something, we'd be at a different place than where we are now. Come on, somebody. That if you were who God said you would be, then you wouldn't, well, you wouldn't be in the mess or the shape that you're in now. But there's a thing called grace. This is what Paul said when he prayed three times to get out of something. How many remembers that? He prayed three times. God, deliver me from this. Deliver me from this. And you know what God said? He said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. How? By my grace. Let me say it one more time. My strength is made perfect in your weakness by my grace. 
So in your, in your inadequacy, in, 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 the, in the part of you that feels like you don't measure up, in the part of you that feels like you're a failure, he says, my grace is working to make that gift come forth in your life, to meet the demands in your life. See, what you don't realize is you may feel like I'm not working, but I'm really setting things up in your life. I'm really positioning you to where I want you to be. Why? How is this done? It's done by the grace of God. See, we sing amazing grace, and a lot of times, when we talk about grace, all everybody can ever think about is salvation. And I thank God for saving me by His grace. But I thank Him even more that he, His grace didn't leave me once I said, yes, Jesus. No, His grace is with me now, working things out in my life, even when I feel like I'm a failure, even when I feel, oh, come on, somebody. Even when I feel like everything is not going the way I thought it would go, grace is working in me. Why? Because somebody say, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. Come on, you say it with confidence. I'm gifted. I'm gi- I don't need somebody to tell me. I don't need somebody to prophesy over me. I know that I'm gifted. I know that God has called me to do something. Why am I gifted? Look around, church. You see this church? It's almost filled. Look at this. Your family. Your family. I'm not talking about blood. I'm talking about family in Christ. So you know what that means? The gifts that's in you is going to help everybody else in this building. Oh, my. And you think you're not enough. And you walk around as if you don't have what it takes. When there's something that you can do that nobody else can do. Somebody say grace. Gift. To those of you that are afraid today, doubtful, uncertain, I've been sent by the Lord to tell you, the the gift of God will meet the demand. Somebody say amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians (coughs) 15.10. 1 Corinthians 15.10. It ain't on there? Don't you tell me that, Dave. All right, we're going to get it. All right, listen here. It says, but by the grace of God, this is Paul talking, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Somebody say, I am what I am. By what? The grace of God. And His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. I didn't abuse it. I didn't use it as a license to do whatever I wanted. Come on, somebody. But I labored. Somebody say, I labored. More abundantly than they are. Yet not I. Somebody say it wasn't me. It was in me, but it wasn't me. Somebody say it was a part of me, but it wasn't me. Oh, come on. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Go to Ephesians 4, uh, 3, 7. I know we got that, don't we? Where, uh, whereof I was made a minister according to the what? Gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. So Paul had to learn something. Because let me tell you something. If you had Paul's background, you were going to wrestle with the same things that Paul wrestled with. How many knows his past? Everybody in here has a past. If you don't, you need to come get the mic. 
Everyone in here has a past. Everyone in here has things that you could kick yourself for doing in your past. Everybody in here has things that if you could, you could go back and change it, you would do it. But we can't. And Paul had to wrestle with this. Why? Because he persecuted the ones that he was trying to reach. Are y'all hearing me? The very ones now he was trying to compel and reach them was the very ones he was trying to kill Put in prison. Beat them. He had to wrestle with that. Do I have what it takes? Am I inadequate? Why? Because what I tell you, our confidence is beat down by life and the choices that we've made in life. But Paul said something here. He said, I am what I am. That means whoever God has called me to be. It's not by my doing. It's not by my achievements. It's not anything that I could have done in my own power. But he said, it's by the grace of God that's working on the inside of me. Somebody say, grace is covering me. See, it's, it's not a covering like you're getting out of jail free card. No, here's the covering that I'm talking about. It's a covering you while God is working on you, while God is shaping you. Oh, man, I'm fixing to get happy in here this morning. That means God is covering you while He's working out all the junk in your life, while He's working out all the quirks and the kinks that's in your life. God is covering you by His grace. That while other people might be saying, oh, they don't have what it takes. They're not good enough. God's grace is covering you. Are you listening to me? That's why I thank God for the grace of God because it's empowering me towards the will of God. So it's the grace of God that brings forth that gift out of me. Many of you are thinking, many of you are wondering, well, how do I know what I'm gifted to do? How do I don't even know what's going to come out of me. I don't know how I'm going to meet the demands in my life. Somebody say the grace of God. See, the whole principle of grace is not leaning to yourself. He said, you're not saved by works, lest any man should boast. So I know in myself I'm not good enough. But I don't need, I don't need the devil to tell me that, even though he'll tell me that. But you know what? In the grace of God, I am good enough. Woo! Somebody give him praise. In the grace of God, you are qualified. In the grace of God, you do deserve what God has given you right now. I know religious people ain't going to like that right now, but it's the truth. It's by the grace of God that He's elevating you, that He's raising you up, that He has taken you places that you never imagined. It's not your doing. But it's by the grace of God. And when Paul began to learn, when he began to lean on that grace... His gift began to flow. That's why we're still talking about him. That's why Paul achieved, even after what he'd done in his past, somebody go like this, let go of it. Even after he'd done what he'd done in his past, you've seen how God used him. Somebody say, that's the grace of God. It brings forth the gift out of me. See, when I, when I understand God's grace, when I understand what He did for me, it causes me to want to be the best that I can be. 
Do I have some people in here by the sound of my voice that says, God, that's me. I want to be the best that I can be in you. I want to make sure that I say yes unto everything that you want to do in my life. Come on. I want to be who you've called me to be. I am what I am by the grace of God. So how are you going to be able to meet the demands? Grace. Grace. How can I preach the word, Grace? How can I tell people about Jesus after what I've done, Grace? Are y'all getting this? How, how can I lay hands on somebody and command them to be healed? Grace. It's not me, but it is me. Are y'all hearing me? It, it's not me, but it's inside of me. See, I'm talking about the thing in you right now that won't let you quit. Woo, come on. I'm talking about the thing in you right now that says don't you give up. You keep pushing. Even knowing yourself, there's times you say, I'm done with this thing. I'm tired. I don't want no more. But there's something on the inside of you that says it's just right up ahead. Keep going. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Keep prophesying. Keep preaching. Keep singing. Keep telling people about me. Because my grace is sufficient unto you. Woo! I thank God that he didn't quit on me. You say, Brother Robbie, why are you up here right now? I am not up here because I didn't want to quit. Some of y'all caught that. Some of you didn't. I'm not up here because I went through this whole process saying, yes, Lord. There were times where I said, I've had enough. There are times where I say, God, I don't want to live no more. There were times when I I'm being real with you. There are times where I say, God, I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't feel like anything's happening in my life. But those were the times where God's strength was made perfect in my weakness. Those were the times that God picked me up and said, when you can't carry yourself, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to carry you. I will not give up on you. Hey, come on, somebody. I will not give up on you. I will not quit on you. So I am what I am by the grace of God. It's bigger than me. But I found out that the gift that God had placed in me met the demands, even though at times it felt like the demands were going to crush me. Are y'all hearing me? I'm saying that to help somebody today. There are times where it feels like everything is just overwhelming you to such a degree that you can't make it. But that's when the gift of God is going to shine. It's bright. It's going to come forth in your life. I don't care what's going on in your life. You keep preaching. You keep prophesying. You keep praying for others. You keep telling people how God's going to bless them and how God is going to do something. Whatever they're believing it for, He'll do it. You keep telling people that. Even though things in your life may feel like they're falling apart. Let me tell you something. There were years where I preached that God would bless when I had but two pennies to rub together. Y'all ain't talking back to me. There were years when I talked about God was going to do what He said even though everything in my life was falling apart. But it was by the grace of God that I was preaching I still preached still preached still preached what am I saying to you man of God woman of God don't you leave your post Robin knows what I'm talking about you stand strong you keep doing what you're doing because the gift of God is coming out of you 
by His grace. Somebody say hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 28. i got to touch on this. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have what? Grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. This right here crushes the new age grace message. That I can do what I want, live how I want, whatever I want, and I'm good because I've got God's grace. How can I say that? What does it say that grace does? Grace enables me to what? Serve God. Somebody say serve God. Acceptably. With what? Reverence. With respect. With honor. And with fear. Oh, I thank God. I, I'm not bound by the law. I'm, I'm under His grace. Well, okay. Well, then you're telling me that you're being empowered to serve Him. You're being empowered not to live how you want to live, but how God wants you to live. You're being empowered to do the will of God that He's asked you to do. That's what you're telling me when you're saying, I'm living by grace now. I'm living under grace. I didn't tell you what Robbie said. I just told you what Hebrews 12, 28 said. So we need to tap into that grace today. Because let me tell you something. If you use grace, thank God for His mercy. But if you use grace like many people are telling you to use grace, you're going to prove what the enemy says about you. Y'all didn't hear me. The enemy says you're not enough, you're inadequate, you don't have what it takes, you're a failure. When you, do, when you don't use grace like it's supposed to be used, you're confirming everything he said about you. Y'all do know he is the accuser of the brethren night and day. But if you use the grace of God how He's told you, you know what the grace of God means? Sometimes the grace of God means this. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. I'm doing this thing. Hallelujah. That's sometimes the grace of God. But you know what? Other times, this is the grace of God. I'm going. I'm going. Did y'all see that? Grace enabled me to get back up. Somebody say the grace of God and the gift of God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift. Somebody say a man's gift. Maketh room for him. Woo! And bringeth him before what? Ladies and gentlemen, I can assure you that I am where I am today only by the gifts that God has placed in my life. And I will be where He's called me to be tomorrow only by the gifts that He's placed in my life. Because I'm not the best preacher in the world, not the best singer, not the best this or that. But that doesn't matter. Because you want to know why? It's the gift that God has placed in me. And see, the gift is for what? To edify somebody. There's somebody I've been called to build up. Oh, come on. 
There's been somebody that you've been called to build up. There's somebody out there that you've been called to raise up, to, to pull them out of hell, to pull them out of darkness. That Yeah, I'm talking about you, not me, you. And you've got to understand, you can't, you can't keep comparing yourself to other people. You can't keep comparing yourself to what your past says about you. You got to start speaking and you got to start believing what God said about you. Can I get an amen in here? You've got to start believing that because the Bible says his gift that he's placed on the inside of you will make room for you. Ooh, that means it will bring you before important people. Hey, hey, hey. It will bring you to a place where people of great of great honor is looking into you to say, what should we do? If you want a good example, look at my man Joseph. He's your prime example. He went from a pit in the ground to Pharaoh's right-hand man. What's your excuse? Come on. What's our excuse? What made room for him? His gifting. Oh, Shanda Baha. You listen to me. His gifting made room for him. The, the leaders, the advisors, the, the wisdom men of the land was looking unto Joseph saying, what do we need to do? There was a demand that was placed on Joseph. Thank you, Lord, for that. There was a, man, a demand that was placed on Joseph. But guess what? When the time came, that gift came out of him and met the demand. Somebody better preach it here and holler it here if you know what I'm talking about. My God, I don't care what you're facing right now. That gifting is going to come out of you and meet that demand. And guess what happened? His gift made room for him. He went from the prison cell to living on the top in one day. Somebody say one day. That sounds good. Somebody say one day. Hold your finger up like it. One day. Not ten months. Not a year or so, one day. Don't you think that God can't turn everything around for you in one day? Oh, y'all better hear me. He can turn it around in one day. I don't care how impossible it may be. He can take you from the bottom to the top in one day. Somebody give him some praise. One day. All because what you thought wasn't enough. Mm, come on. I need an organ right now. What you thought wasn't enough is the very thing that God is going to use to elevate you. Somebody say gifting. You don't, let, let me tell you something. You don't have to beat on the door. Oh, come on. You don't have to do that. When you realize the gifts that God has given on the inside of you, it's going to make way for you. It's going to make room for you. People's going to call you up and say, I need you here. People's going to call you up and say, I need your advice. People's going to call you up and say, I need your prayers. I need your wisdom. I need your teaching. I need your singing. I need something. I need you to break something off of me. People's going to call you up. Why? Because the gift of God makes room and brings you before great men. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is exactly what I needed. Hallelujah. Let me say it like this, and if you want to write this down, write this down. The gift of God opens up doors that no man can shut. Hey, hey, hey. And it shuts doors no man can open. 
The same brothers that threw him in the pit couldn't touch him no more. That was the time to give God some praise. The enemy that's attacking you right now is not going to be able to touch you tomorrow. Come on. Ephesians 4, 7. It says, but unto everyone is given what? Grace according to the what? Measure of the gift of Christ. I may be gifted to do something at a higher level than you. So therefore, you know all that means? That means I'm going to have to have more grace. Y'all thought I was going to say something good, didn't you? See, you might be walking around here, oh, I got a good gift. I got, I, you know, I got a gift, man. I got a gift. Y'all know those type of people? I got a gift. And you may have a gift to touch thousands, millions of people. But you, all, you know what that means? All that means is you're going to have to have more grace than somebody that's touching ten people. See, but that gives me hope in here. See, the, my thinking is anybody can believe God for a little thing. That's cute. But when you start believing God for crazy stuff, come on, so I'm talking about stuff that don't even make sense. It's not even logical. How many knows there has to be a grace that's measuring up to that gift on the inside of you? Are you listening to me? There has to be a grace. See, let me tell you something. That's how I can go to a new level and not be afraid. I'm going to help you this morning. That's how you can go deeper in God and not be afraid. Because many of you are hesitant because you're afraid. I told you earlier, many people don't go any further. They, they want to stay at a certain point because they're afraid. Don't you be afraid today. Because I'm going to tell you something. That same gift that's going to meet the demand once you get there, there's going to be grace with it that's going to measure out and it's going to cover you while you're operating in that gift. Somebody give the Lord praise if you know what I'm talking about today. That grace measures up. Let me tell you something. The pastor of this church, I need a lot of grace. I need a lot of grace. Anybody who's going to do something great for God, you're going to need a lot of grace. All that is, is just more strength to hold you. More strength to keep you. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's sometimes you feel like you can't keep yourself. But that grace will keep you. It's that grace that says you can do this. You've got it. I wouldn't have brought you here if you didn't have what it took. You can do this. I've prepared you. I've shaped you. I've molded you into my image. I've taught you things. I've given you wisdom. I've given you knowledge. Now it's time to use that because I didn't give it to you in vain. And I want to touch on that for a second. If you're gifted in here today, which you are, why are you wasting it? If you've got a voice, why are you not singing? If you've got a message to preach, why are you not preaching? If you know, listen, if you know you've got a ministry of miracles to operate in miracles, the Bible says some works in miracles. If you've got that, then why are you not laying hands on people? Why are you not believing great things? He said, watch this. He said, 
I labored. By that grace that God gave me, I, lay, I used it to labor. Let me tell you something, every person in here. There are things in your life that should have got you in trouble, that should have took you out, and God didn't let it happen. Don't look at me with your cue, Sal. There are everybody in here, there are things some of us should have went to jail for. Come on. But by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, He didn't allow it to happen. So what are we to do with that? I don't know about you, but we should show our appreciation. Amen? I'm going to labor more than they all. That's what Paul said. He said, I labor more than they all. I didn't take this grace for granted. I realized what God brought me from. I, I realized that He spared me from the flames of hell. And that pushes me, that motivates me enough to give everything I've got to God. To give all of my passion and my strength. To tell everybody about Jesus. To spread the gospel even though I'm suffering at times. Even though it may be uncomfortable at times. I am doing this because the grace of God. By the gift that's in me. So write this down. Realize that God has asked, if He's asked you to do something, He's graced you to do it. He knows where you struggle at. He knows where you're weak at. He knows where you fell at at times. But He still called you. So that means, guess what? Wherever He's took you to, there's grace to go with it. So remember that. The higher or bigger the demand is, write this down. The higher or bigger the demand is, the more the gift of God has placed in you is going to come forth by the grace of God to cover you. You say, hold on, what was all that? The higher and the bigger you go, the more the gift in you will meet the demand. By the grace of God that's covering you. Lift your hands in here this moment and just say, Lord, I thank you for your grace. He graced you to preach, to carry the gospel around the world. Whether you haters like it or not. Mm-hmm. Amen. What am I saying? This, if this don't make you happy, I don't know what will. See, when God called you, He didn't ask your haters if He should call you. Hey, come on! When God qualified you, He didn't ask those around you, your critics, should I call them? Should I call them to preach or sing or whatever I need them to do? Should I do that? No, He didn't advise with them. No, He called you just because He called you. Somebody give Him some praise in here this morning that He didn't ask man's approval. Because if it was up to man, I wouldn't be up here, neither would you. So realize that today. That you're called to do something, do it. Whether your haters like it or not. I'm not, listen to me, I could care less if people approve of it. I could care less. I'm not here to please people. I'm here on one mission, to do what God told me to do. That's it. 
There are times I may seem, I may look crazy or foolish or whatever. I don't care. I stand on what God told me and I do it. Why? Because when I stand before Him, you're not going to be there to criticize me. He's going to say, did you do what I asked you to do? Did you use the gifts that I placed in you? Y'all better hear me, church. John 4, 7 through 5, or 7 through 15. We'll go through one by one. John 4, 7. And somebody come on up and play the piano. John 4, 7. Now listen, it says, There comes a woman unto Samaria, of Samaria, to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me of a drink, a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God. Somebody say the gift of God. And who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink. You would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. From whence have you that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his, his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springeth up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come here to draw. Can I give you a little twist on this? You know what she was saying? How are you going to ask me of, uh, for a drink? How are you going to ask me to meet the demand? When I feel like I'm a nobody, when I feel like I'm a nothing, when I feel like I'm inadequate, how are you going to ask me to meet the demands of my life? See, all of us at one time were this woman. You say, how is that? Because every one of us, when, when, G, when God called us to meet a demand, we wrestled with it. We said, we don't have what it takes. See, she came to that well not with confidence. She came to that well feeling like she wasn't enough. Are you listening to me? That's why her life was in the shape that it was in. Oh, y'all thought she was just trying to live up life, right? See, that's our judgment of people. Come on. Oh, that person's on drugs because they chose to. Oh, that person's in that, that bad relationship because they wanted to. No, sometimes it's people feel like they don't deserve anything more. Y'all ain't talking back to me. So she came to this well. She came to this well with insecurity. She came to this well with a, a fear of not being enough. And when Jesus said, give me to drink, what does she say? How can I meet this demand? You're asking me if so, when I can't even hold my life together. How are you asking me to do something for you, Lord, when my life is in pieces, when I've got five husbands? How 
are you asking me to do? Is that you in here this morning? Are those watching on television or Facebook? Is that you? When God says, I've called you to reach nations. I've called you to do great things. How are you asking me to do this? I can't meet the demand. And what did he say? He said, if you knew the gift of God. Oh, somebody say that gift. In other words, buried under all the shame and the failures and all this other junk in her life was a gift that God had placed on the inside of her. Are y'all listening to me? And many of you in here today, the enemy has buried you under all this junk in your life and everything that's happened to you. And every time a door closed and every time something fell apart in your life to where you can't even hardly find the gift that God has placed on the inside of you. He said, if you knew where that was, if you knew the gift, he said, you'd be asking of me a drink. Watch this. When God calls you to do something, it's not for Him. It's for yourself. Oh, my. Jesus didn't need a drink. Y'all ain't talking to me. Jesus didn't need a drink. But she, she thought it was for Him. But it was really for her. Let me tell you, you've heard me say this before. If I stop preaching today, God will find somebody else. He ain't going to lose. This is for me. This gave me purpose. Y'all ain't hearing me. This gave me purpose. This filled a void in my life. Why? Because this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to the nations. And see, if I try to do anything else than that, I'm going to be coming to that well every day, getting, th I'm thirsty. See, what, you know what she was doing? Write this down. She was trying to quench a spiritual thirst with natural means. Let me say it again. She was trying to quench a spiritual thirst by natural means. She said, what'd she say? She said, show me that gift. Somebody say it with me. Show me that gift, Lord. Show me that gift so that I never have to come to this well again. Oh, come on. Because this well only leaves me full for just a little bit of time. It gives me just a little bit of peace. But that peace fades away hereafter. That thirst comes back. That void comes back. See, you can try everything else in the world instead of doing what God called you to do. And you might be okay for just a little bit. But that void's going to come back in your life. That thirst is going to come back in your life. And it's going to keep taunting at you. So she said, show me this gift. Show me what's on the inside of me so that I never thirst again. I'm tired of being empty. I'm tired of being void. People label me as a prostitute or whatever, but really on the inside, I'm just a hungry person that never found anything to quench this thirst. My God. I am not going to label you by your sin that you were in. Because when you move all that out of the way, you're just a thirsty person. How many wants a drink today? 
Lift your hands in this place. How many wants a drink today? So I don't have to come to this well again. This well is not quenching my spiritual thirst. You are enough. You are enough. Oh, God must have forgot which side of the tracks I was born on. No, he knows exactly where you were born. He could care less. He don't care what your last name is. He don't care what's ran through your bloodline. Y'all ain't hearing me. Lift your hands in here today. God has gifted you. He has gifted you. He has gifted you. He has called you to do something special, distinguished from everybody else. He has called you to do great and mighty things. How could you sit back and say, I'm not enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm a failure. I'm a mess up. I'm this. I'm that. When God said, by my grace, you are who I say you are. By my grace, you have what I say you have. Somebody shout in here this morning. And if you, know, if you don't know the rest of the story, the gift met the demand. Once she realized the gift, guess what happened? She went around from town to town telling people about Jesus. I thank God today that He gave me a hope. He gave me a future. That went further than my past. God Almighty, say that with me. My future is further away than my past. Stand to your feet today. God's going to do great and mighty things.